Hey, what's up, podcast? Worship leaders, friends, pastors, welcome back to another long-awaited edition of what we call Straight Talk. Now, these Straight Talk episodes are simple audio versions of sharing without video, without extra music involved like we do in other podcasts, just straight talk. So I'm coming to you today to discuss unity, unity within your ministry in your church, which also transpires to be your unification to your relationship with God. How are those two things important and are they one and the same? Now I'm looking at Colossians 3 verses 12 through 16 that talks about how we are God's chosen people to do God's chosen things. But much of the time within our own ministries, we war with each other because we see differences. So let's just start out by saying, and I'm going to use this from Dr. Tony Evans, who had said that unity and sameness are not the same. We can be unified together as one, meaning that we have differences among each other. But to be the same with one another and called sameness won't equate how we get to that goal line together. In other words, the illustration is on a football team, if all of us were quarterbacks, there would be no one to catch the ball. If all of us were wide receivers, we wouldn't have anyone to throw the ball. That would be sameness because we're all the same. The problem with sameness is that in ministry, we expect everybody to be the same. But the problem is, is that, and it's not a problem, but the, the, the quandary is that we're all different. And that's where unity really comes into play because unity is everybody on the football team has their own position, their own uniqueness to how they play the game. But the one common goal that everybody has is moving forward to that goal line. And in ministry, we're actually not accomplishing the goal line every week because every week we strive and struggle because we're not the same or somebody else is not the same as us. And we war and we fight within ourselves. So this is where Paul is telling the Colossians in chapter 3, verse 12, he says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Now, love where he says, therefore, meaning that He's talking about, therefore, we've already put on the new self. We've taken off the old self. We're now in Christ. Therefore, the expectation is we are to be living this way as God's chosen people. Because God set us apart to be holy. Because he's already claimed us as his loved ones. We are dearly loved. Therefore, if we are loved, we should clothe ourselves with compassion for one another. That means compassion with one another means that when other people are different, through compassion, we love them anyway. If they are different in the way that they operate in ministry, so what? Let them operate differently. But is the goal line the same? Then we ask, well, then what's the problem? The problem is that maybe we don't, 
want them to do things that way because we see it differently and maybe we see that we can do things better. But really, when you think about it, whose goal line is it anyway then? Because if we start putting expectations on others, it no longer is the goal line God's, the, the goal line is ourselves. So how do we set aside our own differences to go towards that goal line that God's called us in being unique, being different, having varieties of doing different things? This is where humility comes into play, where I have to be humble within myself to say, hey, I don't have it all figured out. I'm not the same. Now, let me take you back. When I started leading worship, I had saw, I, I seen, sorry, other other volunteers and leaders within my team that had different skills and gifts than I did. And you know what? When I saw that they were better than me, then I started to compare myself thinking, well, I'm not that way. I don't have this gift. And I started to self-deprecate, thinking that I wasn't good enough. How, why am I on this team? Why is this important? Why can't I achieve the goal line myself when I have others that are in front of me that are better? And then what, what I found is that as you move through life and you have that struggle against others that are better, really what that is is your own pain coming out, the inequalities and the inadequacies that you see within yourself that are not good enough, that, that pain came from somewhere else. And, and for me, it came from my childhood. I had a father that neglected me. In which I'm going, to steer, I'm going to share that story this coming Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central on uh, Greg Williams' show, Breaking the Silence. I'm going to talk about the rest of my story, and I'll, I'll share that then. I'll put out the link so that you can find it. But I grew up with a father who neglected me and a family who were disarrayed that walked their own path and left me in the middle alone. So growing up through life, I constantly would compare myself and think that others were better than me because of my own fear of what, what it really came down to, my own fear of abandonment. And that's a real big deal. And see, we go through ministry in life, many of us feel abandoned. We feel abandoned by someone. We may even feel abandoned by God. We may feel abandoned by our spouse. We may feel abandoned by our family. We may feel abandoned by somebody else in ministry who just what we thought made life horrible or what they did made life horrible. And when we carry those kind of weights into ministry, we find ourselves with the inability to minister. Because when you cannot receive and be ministered to because of the pain and hurt that you have, it makes it difficult. In fact, it just makes it downright terrible. It makes it hard. I had to live through that. And I had to understand then that I had to go back and deal with that pain and that hurt that I didn't want to. Because by forgiveness, through forgiveness, through mercy, through humility, then as God works his ways through me to forgive others, and to learn what mercy is and show humility and grace to those that maybe have abandoned me, then I can learn and, and, and love the ways of God because of how he loved me and showed me his kindness, his humility, his gentleness to give me patience. So then that goes on that same verse of verse 12, bear with one another and forgive one another. If you have any, if any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave 
you. Verse 14, and all these virtues put on love, which binds them in all together in perfect unity. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. And then our closing verse, verse 16, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and the songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Now, to me, that sounds more like unity and less like sameness. Not everybody sings the same song the same way. Not everybody has the same gifts in the same arrangement in the same way. All of us have different voices in the way that we sing. All of us play a different instrument and have a different sound. But we're singing the same song as we do it. So in your life and in your ministry, most of all within your family, how can you sing the song using your voice in unison and unity with others? Let that be our goal line. And the goal line is to honor Christ, God our Father, the Holy Spirit alone. Friends, I love you, and I hope that this is an encouraging word to you this morning as I reach this out through socials and pump this out to you. I pray that you would also become a subscriber of Worship Team Training Podcast so that you can get all the updates and that you can see and hear all the things that I'm sharing with you in a way that encourages and lifts up your spirit. I love you. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you back soon on the Worship Team Training Podcast. See you soon. Bye.